today we're shining a light on a very challenging role in multifamily housing. It's also a very rewarding role in a lot of ways. It's the glue that connects on-site teams to the corporate. That is the regional supervisor role. So I thought... Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Welcome to this episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You. I'm your host, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing, and today we're shining a light on a very challenging role in multifamily housing. It's also a very rewarding role in a lot of ways. It's the glue that connects on-site teams to the corporate, that is the regional supervisor role. So I thought it would be really cool. I'm having two separate conversations with two different regional managers that we work with closely at Sprout Marketing to get different perspectives on common topics. Today, I'm talking with Carla Simmons and Amanda Gunn, two different management companies. Carla is with Franklin Apartment Management, and then Amanda is with Rockwood Property Management. Both have many years of experience, different perspectives, There's a few commonalities, though, and I want to see if you guys see those as well in these two women that I got to talk to. I'm asking them a lot about the role of the regional property manager, maybe some of the challenges, some of the things that make their roles fulfilling. Are getting your CAM and CAP certification worth it? How do you not burn out? And I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. I'm doing it in a different format. It's a bit of a mashup. I think you guys are going to like it. It was really fun to record this. So check it out and tune in. And if you guys like it, make sure to leave us a review on either Spotify or iTunes. All right, let's do it. I would love to welcome Amanda to the show. Amanda, welcome. I'm so excited for this conversation. Me too. I can't wait. I'd like to welcome Carla to the episode. Carla, thank you so much for taking the time to join me and have this conversation on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm always curious to find out what is a person's favorite part of their job. I think that tells a lot. And I just loved Carla's answer. Listen in and see what you think. Oh, I love being out on site. Um, I love interacting with the staffs, the property teams. I love interacting with the residents. I love seeing my team succeed. I like being more hands-on and being able to mentor them uh, as they face their daily problems and, uh, being able to see them succeed. Well, that stuck out to me when you sent over your bio, your last line said, I don't know what else can I say? I love my job and I love people. And for being in the industry so long and so many people feeling burnt out, I'm just curious, how have you retained that passion? Oh my, Um, I guess I just love people. Um, I I love working Um, and every, every season is a new challenge as I age and grow in the industry. You guys have likely seen those certifications, CAM and CAPS at the end of somebody's name. And I was curious from someone that had them, are they worth it for their career? Listen to what Amanda has to say. So the CAM certification, which is Certified Apartment Manager, is a national accreditation. And it really helped me as a, in a manager role and, and even an assistant manager of understanding why we do what we do. So it's not just 
pulling these reports that we pull on a daily basis or weekly basis and being able to spit out this data, but it's understanding what that data means. How is it equipping me for my for my property and how can I make things run more efficiently? How am I meeting the goals of the owners for my property by being able to look at these reports, analyze them and make different decisions on a day-to-day -day basis? So it really gave me the confidence that I needed in making sure that I was operating as efficiently as possible as a, as a manager of the community. So I would definitely recommend um, the managers that managers seek out that opportunity. It really just instills the confidence that you understand the why behind what we do. Uh, under the CAP certification, which is the Certified Apartment Portfolio Supervisor, it was much more than that. So it, it took a, a deeper dive into things that we would never think about, such as the valuations of the property and being able to seek out new management opportunities, or maybe maybe the goals of the owner are to rehab a property and then turn around and sell it. So it allowed me to see it from a higher, higher level perspective on how our portfolio as a whole operates and that every single property is going to have a different goal of ownership and how can I start from the very beginning, whether it's working with development to create a lease up and finding the land, creating the uh, the amenities of the community, tweaking the, the floor plans of the property based off of the knowledge that I have of, um, of the portfolio that we have today. So um, both of those I would say are, are super valuable certifications to have and really just keep instilling that confidence that we that we need sometimes. With the wealth of knowledge that both Amanda and Carla bring to the industry, I want to make sure to get their insights on what they would give advice to somebody that was starting in their career or somebody that wanted to make that regional role. And both of them have an interesting perspective. Listen in. We'll get right back to our conversation. But before we do, I just wanted to remind you, if you haven't already, go to sproutmonthly.com. There you can subscribe to our monthly digital magazine and make sure you subscribe your team also. This will give them an endless supply of ideas for the upcoming two months for their marketing, their resident events, their retention, social media, plus all these conversations that we have on the podcast. You'll also see these interviews inside of the magazines too. So make sure you go to sproutmonthly.com. You'll also get access to tons of free resources. All right, let's get back to it. I think that they need to find a mentor someone that they look up to and um, spend quality time with them, find out how they got where they are. And I think you just have to stay basic. You have to keep learning. Um, uh, you have to pay attention to details. And I think one thing from a regional perspective, um, the on-site people need to meet their deadlines. I know it's hard. But sometimes I feel like um, I'm constantly reminding them, you've got this deadline, you've got this deadline. I think it's critical if you want to move up that you do your job as well as you can and that you meet deadlines and you keep learning. That's great. So let's pull the lens out for just a second. You're looking to maybe help someone advance in their career. Are those two things, someone that a manager that consistently meets deadlines that you see taking the initiative to learn are you taking note of that when an opportunity opens up? Yes. And being out on site all the time, it makes it easier. So, yeah, I love mentoring them and, and trying to help them be better at what they do. 
Well, you were the perfect person because the podcast is marketing home, marketing you. And I feel like the marketing you part, a lot of times we don't talk enough about the role of mentoring. And I wanted to bring you on because I feel like you're actually walking the walk, you're living it. And it's not always, you know, it's not always easy. And now let's hear Amanda's perspective on what she would give as advice. Number one, sticking with it, um, understanding that no two days are the same. No two residents are the same. No two situations are the same. But if you remember that the goal at the end of the day is to have residents in their homes and to keep those residents in their homes, you've met your goal, right? If you're you're working on renewals, you want to retain as many of those residents as possible. Above that, educating yourself and constantly looking for ways to, to learn more. No, no question is a dumb question. And so I... I promote regularly to continue to ask the questions, continue to understand why am I doing what I'm doing? Then it's, it, you are going to find a point where you're confident. You're confident in what you're doing. And if you try something and it doesn't work, that's okay. But taking that initiative to try, especially when it comes to system stuff, if you do something in a system, chances are it can be fixed. Nothing you do can't be can't be undone, right? So you can always start over, but you have to be able to have that mindset of taking the initiative and trying and continuing to try, and you will be successful in the industry. That's great advice. I really think the resiliency piece of like stick it through, it's not the easiest thing, but is super rewarding. This job is not without its challenges, and I was curious to hear from both Amanda and Carla, what are they facing right now? So first, let's hear from Carla getting the occupancies where they need to be. I have some properties that are great, but I have some that are struggling. Um, finding the right staffing to get the, the units turned as we get them leased and getting people to pay the rent, reducing the delinquency. I think those are the three big ones right now. No doubt many of you are facing similar challenges that Carla's facing, but what about this perspective? Listen in to see what Amanda is facing in her unique role. So we have, we, we are a small property management company in Eastern Washington, and we have just under 2,000 doors. Um, so we have just one region. So I oversee the whole portfolio, but that portfolio lies in some properties that are in the county, some properties that are in the city. The city um, and then we've got obviously the state of Washington that's involved as well. And so especially since COVID, a lot of legislative changes have happened and we're a corporate team of three people. So we're a very small team um, and understanding each of those properties and how they differ is has been the, the biggest challenge. So properties that are in the city have different ordinances and different rules than properties that are in the county. And so being able to look at each property individually and understand what is happening with them and what their rules and requirements are is obviously a lot. It's a lot of information um, that's in front of us and a lot of having to re-educate myself, look at the laws, look at what's changing um, and use those resources that I have, whether it's our housing association or peers in the industry to be able to stay on top of these changes and be able to best guide the property managers to make the best decision for their properties. That is a lot, Amanda. I cannot believe just to have to do that. And then also then just the day-to-day. -day. And you guys know I'm going to ask, what are their favorite marketing and leasing tools? And I can't say that I didn't love their responses. So hear what they say directly from both Amanda and Carla. 
we depend on you guys a lot, <laughs> a lot, um, because I wouldn't really have the time to do everything that needs to be done. Um, so we use flyers, business cards, um, just everything we can get our hands on and we're marketing to everyone. Um, I usually wear my name badge and people always ask, oh, what's a Franklin company? And so, you know, that's an opportunity to market and um, we just take every opportunity. That's a very grassroots approach. So I would be remiss in pointing out our partnership with Sprout has been a game changer for us for years. So when we first rolled this out, it was like, oh my goodness, we've been missing out all this time. Here we are trying to, we would print out a, cal a blank calendar and we would write down, okay, we want to have a property reminder this day. We want to have something fun on this day. We want to have something here. Being able to use Sprout with, especially with the, the images are already created for you. The captions are already there for you. You're basically filling in the blanks has been such a time saver, but it's also like it's provided as an opportunity to, uh, to be more efficient with our jobs. And then beyond just the social media aspect, being able to have the newsletters that can be created out of it with having a, a template, we're not recreating the wheel because Sprout has already done that work for us. And all we're doing is just filling in the blanks. That has probably been one of the biggest things that has helped us over the last few years. I promise I didn't set them up to say that, but it sure does make me feel good to know that the Sprout Marketing Membership is helping these regionals and their on-site teams. After all, the Sprout Membership exists to champion property managers and their teams. It really shows that personalized multifamily touch points can be made easy with the Sprout membership. So if you're interested in learning more, you can sample the membership at trysproutfree.com. All right, let's get back to the interviews. What other <laughs> tools are you guys using? So um, to help our, our managers not have, be inundated with their email inboxes when it comes to things like projects and, and one-off situations, we have incorporated Trello. So it's a project management board. We use the Trello board to help us manage these each of the properties and what their special projects are. And that has allowed their day-to-day -day operations to be easier because they don't wake up to 100 emails in their inbox. And then it also centralizes that so we can go back and forth and we can see what that, what kind of what that task list looked like at the end of the project. So if we need to repeat that task, we kind of know what that step-by-step step detail is going to look like if we have to repeat it at another property or at another time. It really just brought it all together as opposed to the back and forth of what, what happens via email. Amanda has such a great perspective that I wanted to know, how does she keep her teams engaged? Listen in and see what she says. Um, education is a is a big resource um, that we incorporate uh, we incorporate into our team. So um, we have we've used utilized things like Grace Hill, where they've been able to go in and take training courses. Um, but then we've also incorporated more of a networking opportunity. So we have team meetings where everybody from the leasing agents, the assistant managers, the managers, we all get together and we have this brainstorming session and we look for what, what are you guys seeing? What are, what are you guys seeing on a day-to-day -day basis? And then let's look for ways to improve it on, on those processes. And it has allowed our teams to feel like they have a voice, which we, we want everybody on our teams to feel like they are part of the growth they have the opportunity to help improve our company as well as the industry. Um, maintenance technicians, it's not just about 
sitting in front of a computer and taking a training session on ladder safety. But we've incorporated uh, interplay learning, which is a, a hands-on kind of a YouTube style or virtual reality training opportunity where they can now learn to diagnose how do they pull this dishwasher apart and how can they connect those pieces and then they can take it and they can apply it to their real life scenario. The last thing that we've incorporated that has made a difference is uh, Swift Bunny. So this is a company that it, it's well known in the industry, but it is underutilized. And Swift Bunny is a third party company that does uh, employee surveys and and works with engagement with employees. So it just reinforces that our team members at every level have a voice in our company. And then we take those and we apply them and we continue to improve our improve our policies and our procedures. Have you been curious about joining your local apartment or housing association? Is it worth the effort? Is it worth the investment of time and energy? Listen to Amanda to hear why she has made this a big part of her career. I, I do believe in networking and I believe in um, and looking at the resources around us. And so our housing association is has been such a valuable resource to us. It has allowed us to connect with our peers in our in our in our location or in our region as well as at a state level. Um, but that tagline of ad advocate, educate, and celebrate. It, you can't spell it out better than that. It is so important. So starting with advocate, reminding our teams and reminding everybody that's in our industry that we have a voice. We need to be able to go to city council meetings and speak up. We need to go to these legislative sessions and speak up because unless you do that, you're not hearing everybody's input on how laws are changing, how it's impacting owners, it's impacting investors, it's impacting our residents, and it's impacting our, our bottom line. So advocating for ourselves and, and speaking up is crucial. Um, next, educating. Oh, this is an industry that the education is nonstop. So years ago, it was just know your fair housing. Fair housing is the key. That's 101. But what's also important is how do I close this lease? How do I ask for money? How, how do I get permission to enter if I'm a maintenance technician? How do I read my budget? How do I make the best decision? There are so many how-tos that the education is nonstop. The laws change. How am I how am I staying on top of this? What do I need to do now? So educating ourselves and staying on top of it is what is, has allowed us to be so successful. And then lastly, celebrating. This is my favorite part because we need to celebrate more, especially since COVID. We have been, it has been such a, a tough, tough industry. And the more we can celebrate our teams and not just on birthdays or anniversaries, but maybe a lease up and they've reached 90%. Like that's a success. That is such a great thing to have reached. Or maybe the maintenance team has zero work orders in a perfect world. Maybe they've they've reached complete success. They've turned all their apartments. They're 100% occupied. All of those small opportunities we can take to celebrate our teams as well as our residents. With doing a, a resident appreciation week is a perfect example if we could get our whole job done and we had to choose one thing that we would like to do, it would be to party. Yeah. <laughs> we would love to we would love to party. We would love to party with our teams. We would love to party with our residents. And so any opportunity you can take to throw those positive vibes into the world is so important. 
And I, I agree with you. I don't think we do it enough. I think that we're guilty of one milestone reached on to the next one. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode where we really put a focus on this incredible role of the regional manager. To all you regional managers out there, first of all, a huge shout out. It is an incredibly heavy job that you do, but those of you that do it well, you mean the world to your property managers and the on-site teams. You really are the backbone. So keep it up and keep elevating this game and really making an impact for your teams. We love to be a part of your success. So reach out to us if there's anything that we can do to help. Now, as a bonus, after the close of this episode, I wanted to ask Amanda a question about how the different roles that she had before becoming a regional impacted and helped her in this role right now. There's a lot of skills that she picked up. She really details it out. So for those of you that are interested, stick around and listen to Amanda close out this episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You. See you guys next week. Bye. Do you share maybe just one or two valuable skills that you picked up for every single one of those roles that you played? Maybe starting with your guest service coordinator. Would that be the, a good one to start with? Yeah, that's perfect. So when I started this position, I was actually living at the community and an opening came up. Uh, the guest service coordinator role is there for residents to come in and pick up packages, movie rentals, maybe they're renting the clubhouse, um, and then preparing the, the clubhouse for the next day's business. So um, cleaning up the, the clubhouse, making sure that the pool area is looking its best, um, and then shutting things down for the evening. So during that position, I actually was able to understand it from a from a resident's perspective, right? Because I was living on site. So when residents would come in to pick up a package, I immediately got up and uh, and went over to address them and help them because I knew how they were feeling as a resident coming to pick up a package. Like, where do I go? Who do I talk to? What am I supposed to do? And so I was empathetic toward residents of, I don't know what to do. And then um, really creating that relationship with them from a resident's perspective. Uh, as I moved into leasing, I found such a great passion for it because as a leasing agent, you're the first person in the door that's helping people find their home. So it doesn't get more intimate than that. And being able to actively listen to what their needs are, um, it's not just going through a, a, a property walk and touring them on, these are the amenities, these are the pool, or this is the pool area and the fitness center, this is the apartment. It's not just showing them those things, but it's understanding what it is that they're looking for and understanding that each person is going to be completely different. So understanding that you might have somebody that's relocating from across the country or a family that is new to the area or somebody that's going through a divorce, their needs are obviously going to be different and what they're looking for is going to be different than everybody else's needs and what they're looking for. So being able to actively listen and um, and understand how people's needs change person to person was super important in being successful as a leasing consultant. Um, as a manager, I added one more layer to that. So now not only was I making sure that the team understood how to actively listen and close leases, but I also had to think like an owner. So my fiduciary responsibility of protecting the asset and also um, what would, what are the goals of the owners and investors of the property um, allowed me to, to think about how do I reduce expenses? How can I increase our revenue while ultimately still thinking of that underlying goal, which is providing housing to people? 
So it made it one one layer more challenging, um, but also also one one more layer that was that made me successful and made our community successful. Um, we then leased up a 55 plus community, which as a property manager, your goals are what your goals are, regardless of property. You understand what the owners are looking for. But in that demographic, you're looking at a totally different relationship with those residents. You possibly have people that have sold their houses and are looking to downsize. So their mindset is a little bit different. You have people that are looking to age in place, understanding that it's the later part of their life. Um, and what they're looking for is an active lifestyle, or they're looking to be able to have a quiet place, or they're looking to be a snowbird where they can just lock their door and go on vacation when it's 20 degrees outside here. They can go where it's 80 or 85. Um, so that added yet another piece of the puzzle as a property manager. And, and then lastly, taking each of those roles and moving into operations, I knew what each of those roles looked like and what the day-to-day -day was like. So working in operations allowed me to take those day-to-day -day operations and say, how can we fine tune these? How can we improve these so it's easier on our site teams and it's more a more positive experience for our residents and then also streamlining those process and procedures so our day-to-day -day runs more smoothly and more efficiently. And I believe that all of those roles are the reason why I have such a successful team today um, as a regional manager, because I've seen what each of those responsibilities looks like. And so I am able to work with those teams a little bit closer, knowing that that's, these are the challenges that they face. This is what their day, day looks like, because let's face it, no two days are the same anywhere in property management. You know what? It is so neat to be able to see things through your lens. And as, as you were thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about if you're getting dressed for this role that you have today. And I'm picturing, you know, you put on your glasses first that you said through the lens of your the resident in your first role. And then after that, you were really thinking through, okay, now I got to make sure my ears are on so I can listen. And then from that, it was like just layer upon layer of the personal interest. I heard a lot of that. And adapting then to okay now I got to think like an owner not just what is the you know one for the resident but yes for the owner too and then putting it all together in this master kind of full way of seeing processes and procedures but what how incredible that you've been able to almost layer on all those things to be fully equipped for this role that you have today.